Here at Michigan Family Wellness, we believe chiropractic care and nutritional-based therapies are a foundational part of a healthy family lifestyle. No matter where you're at in the mitten, having a family is such an exciting time of life. So instead of feeling overwhelmed by stress, fatigue, and responsibilities with the kids, we invite you to become part of this empowering community to create happy, healthy families. By providing engaging interviews and practical applications, Dr. Wallner cultivates family health by equipping our listeners with the tools they need to elevate wellness in their own family. Dr. Wallner passionately serves the Michigan community at his chiropractic and nutrition-based practice, where he specializes in pregnancy, pediatrics, and family wellness care. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kyle Wallner. Good day, families, and welcome home. That's right, my name is Dr. Kyle, and this is the Empowering MFW Family, and we are so glad to be with you today. If you are joining us for the first time, I wanna thank you for tuning in. The health of you and your family is your number one priority. It is your greatest asset. The best way to have a healthy family is by living a family wellness lifestyle. So if you're looking for efficient, effective, and sustainable ways to elevate your health and the health of your family, then I strongly recommend you make yourself comfortable because we have an amazing show for you today. And before we get to today's episode, let me say a few words as I do every week about Power Performance Gym. Power Performance Gym is dedicated to helping you achieve your best definition of healthy and strong. Power Performance specializes in strength and conditioning for individuals, small groups, and athletic teams, weight and pain management, as well as recovery and nutrition. Everyone at Power experiences a full movement and health analysis to build your blueprint for success targeting your goals. Mention the Michigan Family Wellness Podcast to receive your movement and health analysis as a complimentary gift. Learn more about how Power Performance can help you move, look, and feel better by visiting powergym.com. That's P-O-W-R-G-Y-M.com. Dr. Catherine digs deep into the root of your health issues. She provides a space for her patients to discover and to be authentically themselves. Dr. Catherine provides the emotional and spiritual support for people in major life transitions by providing emotional safety and a place to grow for every patient. All right, families, let's jump into today's interview. And just by way of introduction, I want to welcome the families and everyone listening today, whether they're joining us on the live feed with Facebook or whether they're joining us on the replay or whether they're actually listening on the podcast. I want to welcome everyone. I'm honored to be joined today by Dr. Catherine. Welcome to the podcast, Doc. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. This should be a lot of fun. Well, Doc, I am excited to jump into our discussion on how you help women, mothers, and families elevate their health and family wellness lifestyle, especially as it relates to fertility, preconception, and regulating their hormones. But before we get there, we have two questions that we always ask every guest. So help our listeners and myself get to know you more by telling us just a little bit of what family looks like for you. Okay. Wow. Well, my family is all around the world. I live over in Hong Kong and my mom and my dad and my brothers are in Toronto, but I've also got family in Vancouver and BC and friends and family, really close family as well, living over in the UK right now. My own little family here in Hong Kong is my hubby. Uh, We've been together 30 years. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, yes, I am as I am as young as I look. Uh, we've been together a long time, just like you and your sweetie. And I've got two teenagers and a dog. 
Awesome. Yes, a little puppy. So again, I just yeah. love for people to connect like on that emotional level. We are real people having real conversations. So, and just one more thing here, mm-hmm. Doc, you know, by way of introduction, another thing we love to say on the Michigan family wellness podcast is that we are smitten with the mitten. So have you ever experienced <laughs> the Great Lakes or have you ever experienced, you know, anything that the Michigan has to offer? Yes, I have. You know, I've even been to Grand Rapids, Michigan. All right. I did a road I did a road trip there from Hamilton, Ontario. And I'm from Lake Ontario, so yes, I know the lakes and uh been up to Lake Huron as well and Erie and yeah, I'm familiar with the hood. It's my old stomping ground. So yeah, love it. Fantastic. Love the weather. <laughs> awesome. I just love the international component with, you know, you, you being out in Hong Kong right now and just, you know, the world travels that you have and actually bringing everything back to Michigan. So that's fantastic. All right, families, we're going to go ahead and get more in depth because I really want everyone listening and watching today to benefit from your expertise, your experiences and your unique perspective. And what I find makes these conversations so relevant and so powerful is just by sharing our stories. So, Dr. Catherine, would you mind just sharing your story and kind of what motivated you to become a natural fertility doctor? Well, I have a long history of healers in my family. I was just posting a little picture in my Facebook story this morning and I had, you know, fresh, uh, well, Fresh spinach, lightly steamed, uh, you know, for breakfast with some nice pumpkin seeds and a little bit of rice flour uh, noodles. And I was thinking of how proud I would have made my grandmother, Jess. She was a whole foods, no sugar, no salt kind of lady. She was very conscientious of eating good, healthy food. And I think that's just filtered into my entire life, you know, and Wanting to be natural and wanting to use um, non-pharmaceuticals in order to regulate my body and feel healthy, you know, stems from that that far back. Uh, and the whole idea for me of being able to monitor my, my fertility cycle without being uh, having to use any hormones that would be unnatural is extremely motivating. So it starts with mm-hmm. grandma and then it just it just kept moving forward as I learned more and more about my body and the needs of my body that I just wanted to understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty complex and pretty exciting all the messages that our bodies give us. Yeah. And uh, we know that, you know, as practitioners and I'm sure all your guests know that from you as well like listen closely and you'll be able to figure out what what's going on you know what's out of balance yeah absolutely and i was just reading actually off of your website doc you know when you were actually in naturopathic uh college you know and you were trying to follow your ovulation cycle more closely Mm. can you tell us just a little bit about that if you don't mind yeah it was i mean my journey started earlier than that in trying to understand where the cycle went, um, how our cycles were um, telling us messages. But yeah, it was quite, um, well, it was, it was really sad uh, for me what, ex- what I experienced in my second to 
last year, I had miscarriage. And <clears throat> I mean, this is a very common experience, but that doesn't make it any less painful. Mm-hmm. And I just, the overwhelming desire that my body just kind of developed, it just like took over that all of a sudden I just had this real need and this real drive to understand, you know, why had my body lost this child? What was there something I had done? I mean, I, I wasn't actually ready. I hadn't been preparing my body. I was under a lot of stress. I was in my final years of medical school. Um, but it just became so important to me and it gave me as well an empathy for other women who might have that repeatedly happen. Uh, it's, it was, you know, overwhelmingly sad and also just, you know, you're thinking, Mm -hmm. is this going to be inevitable? Is this what's happening with my body? I mean, this is something that has been important to me. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. So started to, be more careful with it and started to teach it a lot more to my patients as a student and also my colleagues. And then later on to students when I was teaching at Bridgeport and just, um, you know, trying to let women know early on, they need to take care of their fertile body from an early age. Absolutely. Well, Doc, I just, I just want to start off by saying, you know, thank you so much for being vulnerable. Thank you so much for sharing you know, your story there, especially with the miscarriage. I know that's sometimes difficult to do. And, you know, um, but I just really appreciate that, you know, connection that you can bring to uh, your patients and then how that motivates you uh, in this passion that you have for helping women, you know, with their preconception, with their fertility. You know, you talk about how you used uh, specific herbs and vitamins to improve your fertility. And um, that's just something that we're all about here on the family wellness uh, community and context. And then did that kind of did that kind of frame your practice now over in Hong Kong? It's just this focusing on natural fertility. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I mean, right out of school, I did end up pregnant again um, and, you know, had my first baby in my final year of medical school, which was crazy. Uh, but right away was just super motivated to teach other women what I had learned. And so when I taught at Bridgeport, that was a a big part of what I was telling women about and telling the students about. And they were just, they were really excited about it. This was something that they'd never been taught in such detail. So then it just continued. I mean, my focus has always been on helping women balance and understanding the hormonal cycle of our bodies really helps us understand where the imbalances are. So now my, my focus is on, you know, preconception is my joy is where I really Mm -hmm. feel that is an amazing place for us and you yourself as well as healthcare practitioners to be preventative, right? But we don't always get there um, in time. And that's always our message. So I'll help women. That's my, my real joy. But then I'm helping women who are having some issues trying to get pregnant. Um, maybe it's taking them a bit longer, you know, or Mm -hmm. it's a second child and they're not as sure. And then, um, of course post, you know, after once they've had the baby often again, 
our home, our hormones will go a little yeah. bit wacky, you know, mm-hmm. and women won't understand why they're feeling sad and they've got this new baby and they should yeah. be overjoyed, you know? So that's a big part of my practice too. It's just this whole, like connecting to your body, understanding that, that importance of that balance between the hormones and then using herbs and food and lifestyle changes to make sure that you come back to balance. Yeah. And that's a great point because something that I look at a lot in terms of research or something that I see a lot in uh, clinically is in terms of kids that are born who are actually obese, how do you tell an obese baby to eat less and exercise more mm-hmm. like you would with an adult that has, you know, metabolic syndrome or type two diabetes or something? Yeah. You can't, yeah. you know, that's all babies do really. So a lot of the research now suggests that women are going to actually save the world. So the current, theory, <laughs> one of the current theories, and forgive me if I'm going way off topic here, but So our insulin levels or the levels of insulin, how our bodies, you know, regulate blood sugar and our metabolism, a lot of that comes from your mother or the the blueprint Mm. for that comes from the mother. So Mm -hmm. if the mother is happens to be obese or happens to be not living the most healthiest lifestyle, then that can significantly influence um, how the baby's metabolism will be. So the whole point is, if you can just educate uh, women of childbearing age, you know, how to take care of themselves and how to best provide that preconceived framework for health for their baby, then you can really start Mm -hmm. to reverse these skyrocketing trends of metabolic syndrome, high cholesterol, high lipids, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, all those sorts of things. So that being said, I do want to jump into maybe a little bit of a discussion on hormones. And I know I'm going to ask you later about um, your fertility chart or your hormone chart that you have. But Yeah. And actually terms of hormones, you know, let's say there's a woman listening, you know, today or watching with us that, you know, has no idea of how all this works. How would you just kind of start someone from square one in terms of monitoring or charting or anything like that? Yeah. Well, I sent over to you this handy little chart Mm -hmm. that I use and I'm always, you know, modifying a little bit the extra things that I feel it's important for women to chart but the basics are just, you know, looking at your your body temperature. So you make sure you take it at, you know, we call it the basal body temperature. And then the second thing is looking at um, mucus, so discharge, and mm-hmm. taking it close and starting to understand what's going on there. So what a woman can do is she can just start by just by hand. I love that it's by hand. Um, so many of these apps that are being used these days are not as accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, They give you some strange results uh, around when you're, um, you know, when you're fertile and when, um, when, you know, you're going to be starting your cycle. So doing it by hand is just like a whole part of really involving your body, you know, like you were Mm -hmm. talking about, women that are getting pregnant and not taking care of the food that they're putting in their body. You know, this is like you're physically involved. You're getting your body involved in watching the signs that your body's giving you. So you're going to find that you take your temperature every morning at the same time. Don't get out of bed. Make sure, you know, that you've gotten four hours of sleep. There's a whole process to it. And you're going to see that there's like, this regular pattern and Mm -hmm. it'll be unique to you, you know, and then there's a a slight increase 
And that's all related to the different timing of your cycle, right? So as you start to chart all of this stuff, then you can see where the imbalances are. Then you Mm -hmm. can see, am I not having any signs of ovulation? Um, Is there maybe too much estrogen? Is there not enough progesterone? You know, there's all sorts of signs that our bodies will give us. Uh, So just simple charting by -hmm. hand with a pencil on the paper and observing all of that is the first step. And it's really, I mean, it's incredible. Some of the people who come to see me, they've already had two children and they're still not completely aware of how this all works. Yeah. And, you know, like if it, if it's not bothering us, we just kind of don't pay attention to it, but it's an amazing part of our, our, like you said, super women that are going to save the world. This is all a part of it, you know, understanding all this super stuff that's going on with our bodies and not suppressing it and not ignoring Mm -hmm. it. You know, yeah, we need to be aware, aware of your studies. Yeah. Perfect. So just (laughs) to really break it down for people joining us on the video and people listening on the audio, you're saying that during the cycle, you know, depending on which hormone is the highest or which hormone changes are occurring, we'll actually see physical changes, whether it's temperature or discharge, you know, or whatever we're measuring. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. So then by yeah. charting that or by tracking that, then you can see trends and patterns and then you can mm. make adjustments specifically for you going back to your point about bio-individuality. Does that sound right? Yeah, exactly. And there's some um, charting methods that go into such detail that, you know, they you can diagnose uh, different ailments, you know, different... Um, mm-hmm. Dif- you know, more than more than just the hormonal issues, you can figure out other things that are that might be more serious going on with your body just by observing right. your chart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is a super easy way and an yeah. excellent start to starting to understand your body. Yep. And that's a great point, too. I, I can't agree more. It's it's a great start. I, and I'm, I'm sure you do some of this as well with your practice or your patients, you know. There's so much more in-depth you can go in terms of blood testing, in terms of specific hormone testing, but just charting, you know, simple things like temperature, you know, how you feel. In fact, that's a great question. What would you say, Doc, would be the top signs of ovulation? You know, if someone's really trying to hone in on their ovulation time, if you will. I could talk all day about this and, you know, I'm, uh, I'm working on a presenting a course to a, a DIY course for women to find out all this stuff and to understand all the different types of mucus. And it's, to me, it's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, other people think it's a bit odd that I talk about magical mucus, but really that's like a big important part of knowing whether you're fertile is having this mucus that is fertile mucus. And the most fertile mucus, and here we're, you know, spoil, like, what do you say? Spoiler alert or not? um, (laughs) You're just like warning, this gets graphic. Um, But, you know, the mucus that you're looking for is long, stringy mucus, like like spider woman mucus. Mm -hmm. And that's the most fertile. And what it's doing is it's actually early on the mucus is nourishing the sperm 
you know, it's first it filters it out Mm -hmm. and then it actually, there's a different type of mucus that comes along and allows the sperm to hang out and wait Mm -hmm. around for the ovulation to occur. When ovulation occurs, that mucus sends a little message and gets it to transform, transfer itself and transport itself to the right location. So if you don't have that mucus, then the sperm will not survive. The environment is very acidic yeah. and it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's a hostile environment when, mm-hmm. when the body is infertile. Yeah. So if you don't have that fertile mucus, then the sperm will not survive. And then you can't end up with, if you're trying to get pregnant, you won't end up, pre- end up pregnant. And that also can, if you're not, if you're just monitoring and trying to understand what's going on with your body, then it may be that you're not ovulating, mm-hmm. you know, but what's interesting is I have been doing a lot of studies and they're all, there are several, you know, um, markers like luteinizing hormone and estrogen peaks and all these mm-hmm. different blood tests that we can do, but we're never 100% sure that we've actually ovulated. So all these hormones could be messaging mm-hmm. and still the message is not 100% getting mm-hmm. to the ovary to release the egg. Yeah. So it's a whole combination of understanding your mood changes, your yeah. temperature changes, and the mm-hmm. mucus changes, and then understanding whether that's part of your concern or not. Absolutely. And just going yeah. back to your point about messengers, you know, just being a chiropractor, this is one of the reasons why mm-hmm. I am so passionate about you know, helping individuals and families, yes, but specifically women, specifically with mm. fertility, just because there's such a great connection in terms of the central nervous system, you know, to the uterus, to the ovaries. And, you know, yes, hormones are signalers as well. But gosh, just yeah. in terms of this, the decrease in stress that you can derive from that artful chiropractic adjustment, just from the communication between, I mean, because when you really study all of this <clears throat> complexity mm-hmm. with the hormone signaling, everything is coming from the hypothalamus, the pituitary, you know, mm-hmm. so to really get those brain changes as well on a higher level with the artful chiropractic adjustment is just, you know, what gets me out of bed yeah. every morning. I want to read one quick thing here, Doc. This is actually from the American Pregnancy Association. I've actually referenced it uh, several times on the podcast, but just to avail anyone new who might be joining us today. Real quick, so in many cases, fertility issues may be associated with improper nervous system function, poor nutrition, Mm. high stress, and poor lifestyle habits. You know, essentially exactly what we've been talking about here today, Doc. Mm -hmm. So chiropractors are, yeah, go ahead. I want to say too that one thing I didn't mention that had happened, um, you know, I'd been with my partner for quite a long time and had Mm -hmm. not fallen pregnant and because I was in naturopathic college, I was a bit of a guinea pig to whatever anyone was studying. And one of the adjustments that I had was one that I've learned most, more recently. One of my colleagues here in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. she's quite she's a chiropractor and, and treats women when they are pregnant. Um, but she also uses this internal move, which was done for me sure. by a Bowen therapist. But just Fantastic. the the bottom, the coccyx was mm-hmm. out of place, and I fell pregnant shortly after that without. And I don't know if I had yeah. been, you know, because I I used to toboggan a lot as a yeah. girl, you know, and mm-hmm. 
um, did lots of activities where I would have easily fallen and bruised. So that whole connection of the spine to uh, reproduction and, you know, and relaxation. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's huge. Absolutely. So, the lumbar yeah. nerve plexus, the sacral nerve plexus, all of that goes right with the coccyx there. And I'm familiar with that mm-hmm. uh, technique. I've heard many people say the exact same things. Uh, but mm-hmm. just to continue, and thank you for sharing that, Doc. I really appreciate it. But just to finish out that thought, you know, chiropractors are nervous system specialists and reducing interference in the nervous system, you know, is what I do every day at the office. And so I also want people to be aware that chiropractic care can be used in conjunction with other accepted approaches to uh, resolving fertility. The ones like we're talking about here today, the charting, Mm -hmm. the testing, the hormone, the Mm -hmm. blood testing, and can greatly improve the chances of successful, uh, even medical procedures such as, you know, IVF and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Before we go any Mm -hmm. further, I do want to mention one other thing, you know, in terms of you know, fertility is a team effort, if you will, if that makes sense. Right? So let's not discount. <laughs> so <laughs> let's not discount the other side of the equation That's and put all part. of yeah. Let's not put all of the stress on the women because that can be a lot to handle on their own. It is quite the miraculous event when conception does happen. A lot of men, you know, can struggle with motility, morphology, quality of their sperm, and that sort of thing. Um, oh, so no. there is a lot of that, you know. But our focus for today is definitely on helping women with their fertility, with their preconception. One thing I wanted to ask you about, Doc, is you do a lot with in terms of helping women balance their hormones as it relates to cycles of the day, especially when it comes to light, like night and day. Could you Mm. talk a little bit about that in terms of when someone stays up into the wee hours of the morning and how that affects their cortisol and melatonin and then how that flows downstream into their estrogen, progesterone and all that? Yeah, I've had, I mean, I had, I've had several stories of women who, you know, were trying to conceive. One of my patients, she was flying off to London regularly, you know, and Mm -hmm. she was in, um, we were in New York at the time and she would just be constantly changing her time zone. You know, night was, you know, the, the night was changing all the time and she was losing lots of sleep. Um, she was going, you know, straight from the airplane into the hotel and not being exposed to any natural light at all. It was all fake light that she was being exposed to. So what ends up happening is the melatonin in our bodies is intricately related to the estrogen. So if we have high, we end up taking a, a melatonin, you know, supplement or something to help us sleep, it will actually mm-hmm. interfere with the estrogen levels gotcha. that actually will end up suppressing, um, estrogen levels. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a bit, it's complicated, you know, because you're thinking, okay, well then, um, it would be okay if I stayed up all night because I'm re- reducing my melatonin, but you're actually just influencing what's normally going to be the message to our pineal gland. And you were talking about that hypothalamus and we actually have sensitive, um, we are sensitive to light, the -hmm. exposure to light. So if we're in front of our computer screens, you know, to the last minute of the day or 
we're sleeping, you know, in bright, bright rooms that have all sorts of electronics. <laughs> What's that? Or all even their phones. Like, yeah, your yeah. phone. Yeah, we're constantly exposed. You know, I, I even find myself, you know, just before bed trying to read my Kindle, but mm-hmm. it's bright light being, you know, exposed to my eyes and my pineal gland and it's affecting yeah. my sleep and it's yeah. going to affect the normal fluctuation of estrogen and luteinizing hormone. I mean, that's what's released. We can look at studies of all sorts of other animals, birds and mammals as well. And we know springtime, right? The days Mm -hmm. get longer, there's more light. And that's when we start to reproduce. And it's the same with humans. We need the dark and we need the reminder of the LH surge. You know, we we need the darkness and then an exposure to light which would have traditionally have been the full moon. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we've got all sorts of light disturbances yeah. um, that are interfering with that normal flow. Especially yeah. with a lot of younger women that I'll see in the clinic and in the office, you know, I'll ask them if they're sleeping well and they'll mm. tell me that they sleep terrible. And then I'll be like, okay, well, are you watching Netflix, you know, till two yeah. o'clock in the morning or are you, you know, on your iPhone? you know, until the wee hours of the night and things like that. And they'll say, yeah, you know, every night. And I'm like, okay, what can we do in terms of, you know, trying to decrease that screen time? Because like you said, that bright light, that blue light especially is really stimulatory to the ocular nerves and to the brain. Mm. And that just, Mm. you know, puts all of those hormones, the melatonin from the pineal gland, uh, spikes cortisol at the wrong times. And it's just very difficult. Now I will say, at least on the iPhones, I'm not sure about the Android, there are now settings on some of the newer ones yeah. that turn the the light more of like a yellow light, which yeah. is not as blue. This this research, like this practical application is actually reaching these manufacturers and they're making yeah. these changes to their products. So I take that as a great encouragement. Um, yeah. Even just, you mentioned your Kindle. So my wife has a Kindle as well. And she specifically wanted, it's like the Kindle, she calls it the Etch-A-Sketch technology. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. Because it's, it's more of a magnetic <laughs> screen, I guess, versus oh, no, the bright, a lot of the bright lights, you know. And so I guess that helps with glare. I guess that helps with, you know, the bright lights when you're reading at mm-hmm. night as well. But I just appreciate that because sometimes the older technologies are actually healthier if you think about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> the old technology of reading a book. There you go. That too. Yeah. Yeah. That one works. That's my daughter's excuse. She's got that filter on that goes on automatically at a certain time. Perfect. Night, yeah. <laughs> well, Doc, as we start to wrap up our conversation for today, can you tell us more about uh, the resource that you mentioned earlier, the fertility chart, and just kind of go back to that circle back there and how this can really help women elevating their fertility and their preconception? Well, it's just this uh, very pretty, simple chart that I've I've put together and it asks you to monitor by hand your temperature every morning and look at your mucus. And then it gets into more detail, you know, about other things that are going on because women will notice mm-hmm. that there's certain times of the month where they're more observant. Let's say they're more sensitive to what's going on around them. So those sorts of Changes are an amazing sign as well, telling you that something's either in balance or out of balance. And, you know, there are ways to bring all that balance back. Like you were talking about, even um, 
with our weight and, uh, you know, managing insulin spikes and, and blood glucose, that that actually is a, is a big issue for women who are trying to mm-hmm. achieve pregnancy as well. Um, you know, they find that it's, it, it improves results in IVF and IUI as well as just good old natural old fashioned style of getting pregnant too, that, that, you know, monitoring that as well and making sure you're eating the right foods you know you're getting a lot of healthy oils and you're eating really clean foods as well mm-hmm. you know and and there are herbs that women can use as well like herbal remedies that will help balance out the hormones mm-hmm. so they can use food and they can use um herbs and of course there's supplements as well that are amazing for just yeah. bringing bringing back into balance, whether it's excess estrogen or, or low progesterone, um, we can really work with them on all these levels and they start to chart that. And I get a really good picture of what's going on with them and they get a really great connection to their body. You know, they're looking at like, Hey, these are not, this is not a problem. That's something that's irresolvable or something that's part of my personality. This is just because, you know, I've, I'm not filtering. I'm not releasing. My liver is not functioning, or, or my nervous system needs a little tweak. You know, exactly. And yeah. they just make that little change, and life is so much better. And you know, <laughs> and if you're going to become a mom, being balanced and being, you know, calm and being aware of your feelings and being mm-hmm. mindful is just yeah. like so key. You got to yeah. be super chill, Zen mom and dad as well. Uh, to be able to just enjoy it, you know, enjoy the the crazy magic of every day of raising, raising Mm -hmm. children. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that kind of like emotional psychosomatic component. That's huge as a chiropractor, as someone that specializes in like the neuromusculoskeletal, I try to stay within Mm. that scope, but I definitely have to acknowledge you can be fixing everything, all of the physiology, all the testing can be completely right. But I would definitely say if there's any kind of emotional block there at all, that things can be frustrating at best. That being said, I also wanted to just point out, since you are in Hong Kong, what does that relationship look like, you know, kind of on a practical model? I see some of my patients on Skype. Mm -hmm. In fact, often even the patients that I'm seeing live in clinic we still do some of our catch-ups uh, via Skype. It's really common here in Hong Kong, actually, to see even people who are in the same city. They, I guess it's much easier for the busy lifestyle, which gotcha. I try to pull them out of. But right. um, it's ca- causing a lot of problems as well. But, yeah, managing to see people via Zoom or Skype and you know have a conversation mm-hmm. that way yeah. and get to know each other that way. And often, depending on where people are, I have contacts in different parts of the world, you know, that can Mm -hmm. help me supply the herbs that I need, or they can use another resource to pick up their supplements. Foods are the easiest way to heal. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, most of the foods that we can get here, you can get there and all that sort of stuff. So when I do... A gentle cleanse, which I like to start with all my clients, all my patients. Um, those foods are, you know, really basics. Mm-hmm. Um, things like beets were hard to get in Hong Kong for a while. But, you know, I was uh, going to ask you, yeah. 
just, you know, off the top of my head and feel free to answer this however you can. But from your perspective, you know, you really do have this uh, great international perspective, which I appreciate. Do you notice any cultural differences between different people groups, you know, around the world, whether that may relate to, you know, environmental or the availability of certain foods? There's more PCS over here or there's less endometriosis over here or more metabolic syndrome over here, things like that. Well, I mean, I'm quite terrified of Hong Kong. Um, I had both my babies, you know, natural born um, into into water um, Mm -hmm. at home births you know, with, um, midwife and dad, you know, awesome. and then a doula this, the second time, but you know, it's illegal to have a home birth in Hong Kong. Really? It's highly medicalized. The, I mean, the, the cesarean rate is up around 50%, depending mm-hmm. on the hospital you're in, it's up to 80% in some of the hospitals, Gotcha. you know, it's very medicalized. Um, so whether it's actually something that's a result of the lifestyle or the food we're eating, I'm not sure, but definitely mm-hmm. the influence of um, conventional medical yeah. practice is mm-hmm. very strong. I'll have young women, 35 years old, who are already right. you know, starting IVF, and they've been trying for six months. Like, right. Okay. Like, um, but I mean, we definitely, um, have a lot of PCOS. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. thyroid issues. Mm -hmm. Um, whether I guess, um, in the Asian, I know in Asian population, they actually have monitored, like they've modified the levels of thyroid because the levels tend to be across the board very different for women of, of different cultural backgrounds. Sure. So that's important sure. to be aware of. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, there's similar, similar issues everywhere. It's just what they have access to, you know, and what they're aware of and what they're ready to, to change, you know, in somewhere like New York city where I practiced and people were into raw food and they were, right. you know, doing yoga. I mean, Hong Kong, since I've been here, I don't know if I can accredit myself, but since I've arrived here, there are so many more yoga studios. Um, I mean, there's so many yogis around. There's lots Mm of, um, more and more raw food, but lots of vegetarian food, you know, lots of vegan food, um, Mm -hmm. and people talking about meatless Mondays and lots of the restaurants. So people are becoming more conscientious of eating healthy and there's a huge health kick here. You know, people are very into uh, exercising and moving their bodies and retreating, you know, it's Mm -hmm. huge. I wish I love taking a pause within your day within even urban retreats, which one of my good friends here does yoga retreats within this, within the city, which is, you know, just great and really needed here because Hong Kong is a is the fastest place that I've ever lived. Yeah. Even our escalators are faster. You know, life moves quickly here. There's very little time for chit chat. Um, so I would say, you know, anxiety and, and wanting to get things done and high right. pressure, yep. A type personality is definitely what Hong Kong is about. Wow. New York is like a, a lazy village compared. That's so to funny. Craziness yeah. of this city. Yeah, so that that's our illness, definitely mm-hmm. the Hong Kong illness. Wow. Um, yeah. 
So I see that a lot. Well, again, Doc, I really appreciate the perspective. I'm sure we could be on here, you know, all day uh, talking about uh, different things here and there. I want to encourage everyone to actually check out the comment section below. We'll be linking to the fertility chart that we've talked about today. And I want to encourage everyone, if they haven't already, subscribe to the Michigan Family Wellness Podcast, either on their iPhone or their Android device. And we'll also have a complete show notes page over at michiganfamilywellness.com. And thank you again, Dr. Catherine, for bringing tremendous value today and becoming part of the MFW family. Great. Yay, more family. Love it. <laughs> Thanks again, thank Doc. You, we'll Dr. talk Kyle. to you soon. Yep. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, families. What'd you think? We'd love to get your feedback. If you would like to email me about anything you've heard on this or any previous edition of the Family Wellness Lifestyle Podcast, you may do so by writing Kyle at michiganfamilywellness.com and take full advantage of the Family Lifestyle Audio Library at michiganfamilywellness.com. Connect with us on social media at Michigan Family Wellness. Thanks so much for tuning in, families. Have an awesome week. And remember, we can do far more together than we could ever do apart. Now that you've been equipped with the latest in family wellness solutions, we want to encourage you to apply these strategies right away. But the thing is, there's still so much to learn. Connect with Dr. Walner's chiropractic and nutrition office by going to michiganfamilywellness.com and click the newsletter sign up button to join the informative and supportive community of chiropractic wellness. You will also receive as a gift from Dr. Walner a copy of Michigan Family Wellness Solutions, an invaluable resource containing dynamic tools to elevate family health and vitality. Michigan Family Wellness wants to thank you for being part of today's podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. 